Good morning, everyone. We gather together this morning, uh, remembering that in the words of Matthew's Gospel, he tells us that when two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. As we gather this morning, all in, with our whole church family together, we remember that Christ is with us this morning as we come to worship and celebrate his name. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 11. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Fitting with this theme um, today, as we continue... Uh, our series actually in strength and weakness which is walking through the book of 2 Corinthians and really considering what it means to have strength and weakness and today we come to that passage about a generous uh, giving about what it means to be generous in or giving and what that actually uh, means for us as individuals and indeed um, as a church so let's just pray uh, as we begin this today Father God we thank you that you are indeed present with us that in the midst of everything else that is going around, is going on around us, um, your presence with us is sure and steadfast. And so into the midst of all of that, we pray that by your spirit, your word would speak truth deep into our hearts and our minds today. In your name. Amen. Amen. And so this passage that Bethany uh, read for us uh, earlier is a key passage um, that we use today. Um, and it begins with those uh, verses. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And each person should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Uh, there's a sense uh, in there, actually, where the Apostle Paul, as he writes to these Corinthians, um, uses an analogy that has been used all the way through the scriptures, actually. You can see it time and time again in the Old Testament, uh, and you can see it time and time again in the New Testament. This idea of sowing, uh, we know that, that whatever we sow, it can begin to grow. That rhymes, I don't even know it. What we sow can begin to grow, doesn't it? And uh, we're moving into that time uh, out of winter and into spring, whenever we see things coming to life again around us. Maybe if we are gardeners, if any description, we'll begin to sow some seeds in greenhouses to allow those plants to come on so we can use them later uh, in the summer. We will sow some bulbs into our, our beds out the front. Uh, but we also know that if we do that sparingly, then the flowers that we're going to get at the end of it will be very sparse and that our flower beds or our tubs will not look as pretty or as good uh, as they possibly could because we have been a little bit stingy, if you like, in how we have sown those seeds in the first place. Um, that's a good word for a Balamina man, stingy. Because it's not normally in our vocabulary. Um, 
We're not known for that uh, or have a reputation for that. Um, do you know, as a, as a side, um, do you know there was a man, a Balamina man, this isn't a joke, by the way, there was a Balamina man who got so fed up with the fact that we had a reputation of being really tight and stingy that he wrote to every charity at Donna Street Collection in Northern Ireland under the Freedom of Information Act and asked them to release the figures that they collected in each town throughout Northern Ireland in the previous year. And he totted it all up, and he was able to declare quite confidently that Balamina was the most generous giver uh, to street collectors uh, in the last year across all uh, of the charities. So that breaks the myth of us being stingy. Um, so this idea of sowing generously so we might reap generously, we don't sow sparingly so we might reap sparingly. We do it out of generosity. And we do it out of a heart that says, do you know what? Here I am. Do you know what? What I have been given has been given to me by God. And as, as Christians, that's what we believe, isn't it? That all that we have has been given to us, that we are entrusted with the things that we've been given for the period of our lives here on earth. We've been entrusted with uh, to be good stewards of those things. And as a parish, as a community of believers, that's no different. We are called to be good stewards of the things that we have been given um, as well. Um, do you know, as, as we begin, and you'll hear this towards um, the Easter General Vestry, but as we begin to look through um, the accounts for the last year, uh, we, we're, we're present. The Vestry are really encouraged by the way in which uh, the finances of the parish are going, and that's absolutely fantastic. Actually, it's one of the first times in many years, probably, that we've been able to sustain ourselves without the rental income that comes in. So we are on a good trajectory in that. But we also know that if we want to reach the heart of our community, then we need the resources to be able to do that. And if yesterday at Grand Choice uh, in Harmony Hill Presbyterian showed us anything, it was the number of people that were around. I joked with a number of the political representatives who were there yesterday, um, that normally whenever we come to vote for them, it's like tumbleweed in that building, and you might be in it on your own, um, and the voters aren't there, but look what happens whenever the community uh, turn out um, to vote. They reckon there was thousands of people through the doors yesterday. And so yes, whilst it would be absolutely fantastic for us as a parish to receive the grant funding, one of the biggest blessings from yesterday was the opportunity to share with so many people who we are, what it is that we do and what we're a part of, and what it is that we can serve and how we can serve in this community. We didn't sow sparingly yesterday. We sowed generously yesterday with our time, with our words, and with the opportunity with the people around us. Do you know, that verse, uh, verse 7, it says, Each person should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What is a cheerful giver? It's a good question, actually. It's a really good question to ask ourselves. What is a cheerful giver? The root of that Greek word uh, for cheerful actually means something different from cheerful. It means hilarious. Now let me put that word in. For God loves a hilarious giver. That makes it sound even stranger, doesn't it? Because whenever we use the word hilarious, we automatically think of those moments where we're falling over in laughter, where you're bathing in all of my dad jokes and you think they're absolutely hilarious. 
Is there so many blank faces? <laughs> uh, no, but, but you, we think hilarious is that moment, isn't it, where we fall over in laughter, where we hear uh, a comedian live, or where we see something on TV, or we hear uh, a story portrayed, and it is so funny that it's absolutely hilarious would be the way that we would put it. But hilarious really is the outworking of the joy that is in our hearts in that moment. And so really what God is saying, he loves the person whose outworking of joy is so evident to those around them. And he tells us that is how we are to approach what it is that we give back to him. Or relationships. Or time. Or finances. Or devotion to the living God. In each of those spaces and places, God is saying we need to be hilarious giver. The outworking of our joy needs to be so evident to those around us in our relationships, in our finances, in all of those areas that actually it's unmistakable that we are marked by his spirit within us. I heard it um, said a couple of years ago that if you ever realize that you've got more than you need, don't build a fence around it, build a, a larger table. If you ever realize you've got more than you need, don't build a fence around it, build a larger table. In other words, we share from the blessings that we have received. Because First Hand tells us now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Our generosity would result in thanksgiving to God. The outworking, the overflowing of our joy being so evident to the people around us that everyone gives thanks to God for who we are and for what we're doing. In, I debated as well I was going to say this, but I'm not going to. Um, in each of the moves that we've had um, since I've been ordained um, in the Church of Ireland, and many of them have been kind of unusual moves in many ways uh, uh, to the world around us. Uh, but one of the things that has marked each of them is this. That every time we make a move, the stipend, the living allowance that I receive is always less than what we're currently on. Now, I'm not saying that today out of any sense of, wow, look what he's done. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. That every time we've made a move to the world around us, it looks silly and it looks strange, and why on earth would you do that? But we've held on to the truth that's contained in these verses that he who supplies the seed to the sower, the bread 
of poor food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. But in each of those moments, believing that God has us in this and for this, stepping out in faith, God always has provided for all of our needs. As a family, we have never, ever went without. And we give thanks to God for that. And we rejoice in the fact that in each of those steps in our journey, we feel we are in the right place at the right time for the right season and that God is blessing us as a family in the process. And so our hearts are thankful that we are here, that we are a part of this community, that God is blessing us as he is blessing you in this place, in this moment. But ultimately the challenge for each one of us in this passage today, the preacher included, is this. How do we examine what we give back to God? Our time, our relationships, our finances. How do we examine each of those things, our devotion to him? How do we examine each of those things and ultimately give what he requires of us in those moments? Let me put that a different way. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you examined your relationships, your devotion to God, your finances, and the way in which you serve him through your time? You ask yourself the question, am I giving all that I can? Am I sowing generously? Or am I sowing sparingly in this moment? And if the answer is that we are sowing sparingly, then we can't expect to reap a generous harvest. Each person should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly, but under compulsion. And so that is a real challenge, actually, as a preacher to me today. Because so many times I have heard and I have listened, and I've probably been guilty of standing in the front of a congregation and saying, we should be doing more for God and we should be giving more to God. And almost in a sense, out of a sense of guilt, trying to coerce people into doing more or giving more. But whenever we do those things out of a sense of being forced or out of a sense of guilt, we're not doing it for the right motives. So our hearts are not right before God. And so I think as I prayed about this today, as I prayed about what I was going to come and say, my question is that we would examine each of our own hearts today and see what might need to change as we give back to God what he has given to us. That we might be hilarious in our giving, in our generosity our time, our devotion, our finances, and in our relationships, with the ultimate goal that that generosity would result in thanksgiving to God, as it says in verse 11. The community around us would be blessed by who we are and by the God that we serve. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. 
We thank you for the challenge that you lay before each of us today. And so in this moment, help us. Help us to examine our hearts and our minds before you. Not reluctantly, but with generosity in our hearts. See how we might impact others for you in this place. In your name.